Jess. Greetings, Earthlings. I knew you were going to come with something cute. (laughs) I've been waiting for it. (laughs) Welcome to Right Answers Mostly, the podcast on what you didn't learn in history class, but wanted to. I'm one of your hosts, Claire Donald. And I am Tess Palomo. And we are here today to give you a little ditty about UFOs. Oh my God. believe that this got brought on to me, the person who does not have any interest in space. That might be a dumb thing to say, but I don't like it. Claire doesn't believe in space. (laughs) I think that the earth is flat. Yeah. Yeah. Same actually. Fight me on it. Yeah. DM us. So we're going to end the episode there. Let us know. Yeah. What you think. (laughs) (laughs) No, we are joking, obviously, but this was a fan request. Truly people love aliens. They do. And it is... So wild. With doing the research, it was a little tough on some areas. I bet. What kind of people, not to generalize, do you think are really fascinated with UFOs? And You know, I think that you could close your eyes and probably picture it right now. Do you think it's the same people that are into murder? Oh, well, as someone who is a true crime fan, um, you know... We, I guess we can't generalize no, because can't. some people might love true crime and some people might hate UFOs. Yeah, no, no, that's true. I don't even know why I'm asking these questions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be anyone. And I, you know, the people who I think, um, Lauren, um, my upstairs neighbor, mm-hmm. shout out to you, Lauren, shout requested out. this um, and someone else did. So Chris, our editor, Chris, excited, oh, right? Chris, this one is dedicated to you. Our sweet angel, Chris. Chris is, and that checks out to me, Chris, that you would be in. <laughs> you have asked us, I think since the beginning, mm-hmm. since the premiere, our premiere party. Yeah. Um, I remember him being, I remember you being like, please, please do this for me. And let's do it. Here we are. And Sorry, here better we late are. than ever. Yes. Here we are on President's Day. Happy President's Day, everyone. Hope everyone is thinking, DM us who your favorite president. <laughs> yeah, please do. DM us right now. Yes. Or is. Or is. You know, there is one in particular that I would find quite controversial if you sent that in but you know send your truth who's your favorite president i don't know like i guess obama (laughs) (laughs) who is the sexiest president you think obama same i agree on on both but i was like william taft (laughs) (laughs) i think his first name was william (laughs) taft's like come on come on Who's, who's the sexiest president in your eyes i i think i mean 100 percent obama when i was young and I honestly, I was really attracted when I was like seven to Bill Clinton. I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah. I, I do. I do find him sexy as well. I there's something about him. Something um, about him. I mean, oh JFK. JFK. Hello. Yes, I was like, there's one of those Kennedys. <laughs> JFK was super sexy. Super sexy. Kind of everyone in the family has something about them. Yeah, for sure. But Obama. Today on Right Answers Mostly, the award for sexy president goes, sexiest president goes to you. I hope you're listening, you sweet man. We miss you. We we do. Every day. Can't wait till we can name a woman as the sexiest president. Sure can't wait for that, Claire. The day will come. One day. Better. So, anyway. Full tangent. Today we are drinking First Stage West Coast IPA, and I picked this out because it has a spaceship on it. It is literally gorgeous. It is gorgeous. It looks like they're in a pink and blue and orange galaxy. And that's the galaxy I want to live in, and 
You know, it was brewed in the San Bernardo Valley, Canoga Park, California. Represent. We always try to keep it local. Always try to keep it local. <laughs> so I'm not tap, really. Tap, tap. It's really any pretty bottle. ASMR. Ooh, I love that. That is nice. Is IPA? Oh, yeah. We're having beer for breakfast, y'all. A little early in the morning, but hey, who's <laughs> stopping us? You can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> so. Ah. Wow. I know. So, you know, when I was doing my research, I was finding out a lot of new stuff. Mm. Like I, I told Tess, I was like really not loving the process in the beginning, but like anything in my life, I just have to bitch about it first and then I'll enjoy it. And I think you were scared of it because you're not that interested mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's almost like the, the possibilities of research were endless. So you probably were like, where the hell do I even begin? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And now we like to challenge ourselves on right answers mostly. And I did enjoy my research in the end, but good. my question to you is like, what are your thoughts on aliens and UFOs and... I will say I've always been fascinated by space. Mm. Um, I don't per se love like alien movies except um, Amy Adams' Arrival. Arrival. I truly was so moved by that. I it, it took over like a part of me for a long time. Wow. I thought it was just such a beautiful movie. Um, but I've always loved space movies. Um, love Star Trek, Next Generation. You do? Yeah, I used to watch it every Friday with my family. That was like our show. Just when I thought I knew everything about you. <laughs> Galaxy Quest, Apollo oh, 13. Shout out to Galaxy Quest. Tess and I, guys, DM us right now and say if you're into it or not. We're going to do it anyways. We want to get high and do a recap of Galaxy Quest. And if you haven't seen that movie, you are missing out on like pure comedy gold. Gold. But I digress. Um, I really like space movies mm -hmm. in terms of what I know or think about aliens. I think they're out there. That's for damn sure. They have to be. And I don't think it's what we have depicted them visually mm. to look like. I don't think they're evil. I think they are small, little, little things on some planets. Oh, cute. That's really precious. But, like, I think they're, like, almost like insects to okay. us. Of mm -hmm. like, and they're everywhere. They're not... Do you think that they have, like, the mind capacity that we have? The brain capacity? That's a good question, Claire. Those little, little things? No. I think they're almost like like animals. Okay. In that way. Like, they know the job they need to do, but they don't have the emotions. They don't have the intelligence. Right. They're like ants. Kind of. Got but it. But that could be so wrong. And maybe I'm just scared. Maybe I don't want them to have the same intelligence. Because <laughs> yeah. we're, not, we're not that smart. No, that's true. That and is true. We're speaking specifically between the two of us. <laughs> I think like they could take over if they wanted, if they right. were smart and they wanted to, you know, just because as a world, sure, we're intelligent in some yeah. ways, but we could truly be taken down, oh, I think. for sure. In just a matter of seconds. For sure. I agree with you. Like, I think our, our, I don't even know what like galaxies and stuff are, guys, but I, it's so big there. It's just silly to think that it's just us. It's narcissistic to it's think. Narcissistic. That it is. Uh, yeah. I think that there's definitely, I think that there is something out there that has the intelligence that we do. And that is a little scary, but I'm also like, how could there not be? Yeah. Like they're emotional too. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And I don't know. I mean, maybe they look like those rubbery alien things. Maybe they don't. Like, maybe yeah. they look like us. Who knows? Maybe they look, like, beyond our wildest dreams. That is true. 
Yeah. And we might not know for hundreds of years if this planet is still around. True. Or we could find out tomorrow if they take over. We That's just don't know. Agreed. 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 But um, also some other space movies I wanted to shout mm. out. Men in Black. I used to love Men in Black. Classic. Classic. Um, Spice Girls, you might not think it's a space movie. It 100% is. <laughs> that one scene uh, where they come down and touch their boobs. Spice <laughs> up your life. People of the world, spice up your life. Every girl and every boy. Spice up your life. Um, and then I had Galaxy Quest as well. I feel like there was one more that I just thought of. And I was like, oh, of course. Oh, Space Jam. Ooh, Space Jam. Oh, I like your picks are like funny. They're Thank cute. You. They're kitschy. <laughs> Did you ever see Lost in Space? No. Oh, God, it's so dark. It just like triggers me. I'm even thinking about it. And I'm just like, oh. Gravity? I would never go watch that. Really? I'm sorry, guys. Oh, wow. It is show fascinating I know me. I need it's so Tess loves space and I'm triggered by it and this is the same for westerns I love westerns and Tess is, are, is triggered by them couldn't pay me to watch them I'm going to challenge you to do an outlaw for an episode <laughs> oh god uh, gives a shiver down my spine I know that's how I feel about space but okay, I okay, um okay, fair. have pushed myself and I also recognize how important study of space is and of course science and that's not your thing it's just not my cup of tea but but here we are but here we are today it will be and I have no idea where this episode's gonna go but I'm ready for the journey here to the top if you know what I mean to the top to the top is space that's right so Houston Oh, wait, no, we don't have a problem. I don't know where I was Cute, going. Claire. <laughs> Ready for takeoff here. Oh, also, I uh, Tess and I both took this um, shot because we were like, let's go to outer space. <laughs> and we took a shot of like a THC drink. We sure did. Um, our tet. So in about 20 minutes, we'll see how we're doing. Yeah, just um, put a little timer on and be like, ah, oh, now they're high <laughs> like, as a kite. That makes sense now. <laughs> um, okay, so um, we'll start with the basics. UFO, do you know what it stands for? Universal? Nope. United? Nope. Tell me. <laughs> Unidentified. Um, where is it? Oh, here it is. Unidentified flying object, UFO. Got it. So a lot of times we associate, I mean, most of the time we associate UFOs with aliens, but it's just any unidentified flying object. Like it could be a drone? It could be a drone. Exactly. Is a UFO. Got and it. And then once you identify it, it's a drone. But before that, it could be a UFO. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they've actually started to change the phrase to UAP, which are unexplained aerial phenomena, phenomena, which... Because I think if someone's like, oh, there's a UFO, then you're like, you're crazy. Mm, so it's like, wow. let's change the language around this. Got it. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So UFOs or UA UAPs. Um, so yeah, the idea of UFOs and all of this goes back to ancient years. Um, but then we later identify them as, you know, comets and stuff like that. But before that, before someone knew what a comet was, really. They would think that it was extraterrestrial or bad omens or religious omens or all of that stuff. Um, and there was sightings in World War II that were round glowing fireballs known as Foo Fighters, which are described as various U which are described as various UFOs or myster mysterious aerial phenomena 
seen in the skies over both Europe and Pacific theaters of operations. I promise that hasn't even hit me yet. I'm just like, what did I just say? <laughs> Food Fighters like the band? Is Food that- Fighters like the band, but it's not David Grohl was not in the sky in World War II. It turns out that it was just pretty, pretty much like planets, but people were like, what is that? It's a UFO. Got it. Um, and they called them Foo Fighters. They're like, I got another <laughs> confession. <laughs> Exactly. And that's the tea on World War II food fighter. Gorgeous. (laughs) Oh, man. So, again, not extraterrestrial. I think I'm using that word correctly. Extraterrestrial. I hope so. Extraterrestrial. I think that's what we're talking about here today. Okay, great. I'm thinking of the Katy Perry Kanye song. It's not really until the summer of 1947 that people began to regularly regularly speak of seeing flying objects that is attributed to maybe more like extraterrestrial stuff. A pilot by the name of Kenneth Arnold was flying his small plane near Mount Rainier in Washington state. And as he was flying around, he said he saw some sort of like glimmer or shine that caught his eyes. And um, he was concerned that maybe he was going to have a collision with another aircraft And when he looked, he saw what he described as nine very odd-shaped vessels flying in perfect formation, whizzing around the sky in a speed that he knew wasn't possible for any ordinary plane. He said that they flew at speeds that no human pilot could survive and that they moved erratically like fish, but all in formation. How big were they? I don't think that they were that big. I, I don't remember seeing anything. It's like they were huge. Like a small plane? I Probably like a size of that. That's a good question. No, no, no. I'm just trying I to like picture yeah, it. Yeah, like picture it. Well, so, and he said that they were like crescent shaped. Oh. And there's nine of them. I can't imagine they were that big or it would be like overwhelming right. to him. So all of them together was like, holy shit. Yes, Exactly. Um, So after Arnold landed, he reported his sightings to authorities at a nearby airport and eventually talked to some reporters. And when a reporter asked Arnold to describe how the things moved, Arnold estimated the speed of the crescent-shaped objects as several several thousand miles per hour and said they moved like saucers skipping on the water. So he said that they moved like saucers but were not shaped like saucers. But that journalist took that and ran, and the next day— there was a headline that said flying saucers. Oh, the media. <laughs> it takes our words and turns. Was them. this man sober, you think, when he <laughs> yeah. saw this? I do I do think that he was sober. So he he genuinely you think yeah, he saw it. I def oh yeah, I definitely think that he saw something. I do believe that. Yeah, yeah. And I would hope that he would be sober flying a plane. Have you guys ever seen Flight by Denzel Washington? No. Is he an alcoholic? He's like not well flying a plane. I hear a lot of pilots are alcoholics and they do, especially now because they fly themselves. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's check in on that. <laughs> yeah. Check in on your local pilots. Yeah. yeah they're doing. Go, go up and be like, you good? You need <laughs> some water? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he, uh, so that's how the term flying saucers came to be, actually. He just said that they skipped, like, a, a tea saucer, like, mm-hmm. on water, like, going up and down like that. Gorgeous. I know, beautiful. Like, look at that formation. <laughs> so now this is also around this time, the start of the Cold War, and they were fears of invasions of various kinds. And this is a time when people are building bomb shelters in their backyards, which is just terrifying because they were afraid of the nuclear bomb. That's so interesting that, like, 
this stage of extreme paranoia oh, is like yeah. trans transferred into everything, like space and aliens. Everything. Like, sure, everyone's just freaking the hell freaking out. Freaking out. Also, like it's crazy. I know my mom did. I'm sure yours did too. Had bomb drills at schools. Like, what a terrifying time. What year was this again? This was. Well, this was, okay, so the Cold War, I believe, was more in, like, the 50s. Right, right. Uh, Well, my mom was born in 53, but I know she did bomb drills. Yeah, like that movie Blast from the Past, when they make a bomb shelter. I think it's in, like, the late 50s or early 60s. Is that a space movie again? Kind of. (laughs) Like, never seen it. (laughs) Skipped my radar. Okay, interesting. Yeah, but so they were also, you know, people were, it was kind of, like, they, when people first heard about it, they were nervous that maybe it was something like a bomb situation too. Um, but Ken Arnold was like, what I saw was not mechanical. It was not something like the atomic bombs. He felt like they were alive. God. Which is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. So soon reports of flying saucers sightings became a daily occurrence. I'm sure. <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm the guy I saw one too. So. Yeah. You think you're cool? I saw a flying saucer too last night. No, but like actually. Yeah, it becomes like popular to like have that fame. Yeah, exactly. And you're just wanting something to be exciting in your life. Yeah. Maybe I'll see a flying saucer today. We probably all will. Yeah, exactly. So there was um, historians would later chronicle over 800 copycat sightings that were reported after Arnold's story was published. Little attention-seeking losers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Losery. <laughs> so, okay, here's like a big event. Have you ever heard of Roswell, New Mexico? No. I think there's like a CW show about it. Too. I know there's been a show in the past. Oh. But Roswell, New Mexico is a big player in the UFO alien community. Oh. Mm-hmm. So sometime between mid-June and early July 1947, there was this dude named W.W. Mac. Brazel, I think, is how you say his last name. B-R-A-Z-E-L. I think it's Brazel. That's how they pronounced it. So he went out for his normal day's work on a ranch in Lincoln County, New Mexico, 75 miles north of Roswell, where he made a shocking discovery. Oh. Mm-hmm. On the ranch, he found a large area of bright wreckage made up of rubber strips, tin foil, and rather tough paper and sticks. And he had no idea what this was. Several flying discs and flying saucer stories had already been out and appeared in the newspaper. So he was like, well, maybe that's something like this and I should report it. Were the sticks in like little configurations? And we'll post pictures of what it is. But I, well, one of them had like some metallic-y something on it. So Mm. it's like not normal with like, this is a tree stick. Right. It was like made or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. On Sunday, July 6th, Mac, or Mac, yeah, the guy who found it, dug out the debris. And on Monday, July 7th, he took it to the sheriff's office in Roswell. And the sheriff off- the sheriff was like, what the hell is this? So- like, Stop bringing me bags of leaves. <laughs> yeah. He's like, please. People are dying. <laughs> yeah. I have a job to do. So he called Roswell Army Airfield. And um, then soldiers fanned out across the field. Brazel's, Brazel's, whatever, old Maxfield, Mm, gathering the mysterious debris and whisking it away in armored trucks. Um, Major Jesse A. Marcel was the group intelligent officer that was also dispatched to the scene. And on his way back to the office, he took a detour to his own home. He whipped out a couple of boxes of the debris and then popped into... uh, And then gave them to his 10-year-old son, Jesse Jr., and one of the objects was said to have hier- um, hieroglyphic markings, which is 
very odd. Wow. And the son's still alive today and he's given interviews and been like, yeah, that's what it, it looks like exactly. Damn. Um, How do you find those? Do you have to like look? The hieroglyphic things? Yeah. Well, that was part of the debris of. Yeah. But like, do you, how do you, how do you know that's what's what it is? Oh, like that it's hieroglyphic? Yeah. Well, because it shines like in that oh, way. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, am I okay? <laughs> this is hitting us a little sooner than I thought it was going to. I wonder if he still has that. Jesse Jr., mm, call us. Truly. I would like to see this. I mean, that's something that you would keep. I'm sure he has it in a little frame or something. It must, must. Hopefully. Yes, no kidding. Um, so the next day, this is crazy. The next day, the Roswell Daily Record comes out with a story headlining RAF, which stands for Roswell Army Airfields, captures flying saucer on ranch in uh, Roswell region. So they even come out and are like, yep, it's a flying saucer, which is bold to do like the day after you find it. And they give a press, uh, RAF gives a press release saying, the many rumors regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligence office of the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air Force Roswell Army Airfield was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers in the sheriff's office of Shades County. So basically being like, it's a flying saucer, that's exactly what it is, and we've got it. Damn. Yep. So, according to the Netflix show, Top Secret UFO Projects, oh, <laughs> which I watched like 30 minutes of, and I was like, this is enough. You're like, why am I doing this topic? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, but I pushed through. Good job, baby. Thank you. Thank you. So Truman, the president at the time, they said that he sent authorization to Texas, Texas Air Force Brigade, I guess, Gener- uh, General Roger Ramey to shut the story down because we don't know what this could mean for the U.S. If they're aliens, we don't know if they're nice, if they're wel- welcoming. Like, we just don't know enough, so you need to shut that story oh, down. I have chills. I this is really reminding me kind of of like, don't look up. Yes, exactly. That's it. Actually, really interesting that you say that. A lot of this is like that. Of like, what could this mean for the world? And we need to keep the public calm. Yes. Well, I guess I should say this is what a lot of people think is going on with UFOs and aliens. But right. in this case, apparently that is what happens. I mean, it is shocking. If I were like present, I'd be like, let's just figure it out first. He's like, I really just want a casual Monday. Yeah. Call it off. Tr- truly. Call it off. Because that would, I mean, I can't imagine when people read that what that must have felt like at that time too. Like now I think we're a little bit more prepared for it. If totally. it did come out, we'd be like, yeah, <laughs> throw it on top of everything sure. else. Like, can they get COVID too? Yeah, like. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but the following, so the following day, the U S army officials quickly reversed themselves on the flying saucer claim and stating that they found the, the, the Oh my God. Hello. I cannot talk. I should have done vocal warmups. Oh, you sound great. <laughs> okay. Stating that the found debris was actually from a weather balloon. And they released photos of Major Marcel posing with pieces of the supposed weather balloon debris as proof. However, to anyone who has seen the debris or the newspaper photographs of it, it was clear that whatever that thing was, it was not a weather balloon. Interesting. Which is so, it's like, pick something that That's- it seems more like. Yeah, why why a weather balloon? I don't know. I don't even know what a weather balloon is. I'm like, I was thinking a hot air balloon. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, but I'm sure it's something. Oh, it's like one of those things that I think like it can give you information when it's floating. I mean, that sounds like a weather balloon, like like, about the weather. About like the winds and what's to come. Yeah, I would assume that's what it was. Okay. Right? Guys, if you we'll know find what a weather out. balloon is, DM call us. us. <laughs> five, five, five. Ooh, good with saying five, five, five. Yeah, yeah. 
We're so secretive. Protect our privacy. <laughs> Obviously. Um, where was I? Okay, so speculation of what really happened never ended. Um, George Filer, a retired Air Force intelligence officer, told the Huffington Post that he believes Ramey, the guy, the general in Texas, was forced to lie about the Roswell incident, which would check out with the Netflix thing. He also said in the Huffington Post article that he believed that Truman made Roger Ramey lie about the balloon. He said, the reason I believe that is that I had talked with Mrs. Ramey and she would never admit that she knew anything about aliens, but she did say that her husband was very embarrassed about having to lie about the weather balloon. He was very upset about that. And she also admitted that they've become good friends with the Trumans. And Filer, the guy giving the interview, said, my point is, how does a one-star general become a good friend, become, yeah, a good friend with the president of the United States? That is a task. It is a big task, especially when, like, these kind of things, someone's always going to be like, that guy's crazy. Yeah, exactly. It, with the president. Truly. And it's like, okay, yes, we'll, we'll say this, these are aliens, and it turns out being not. Yeah, and then everyone's just going to think that you're a fool. Yeah, a fool. So... It sounds like the president, but it is kind of like, well, maybe whoever jumped the gun on the article with the flying saucers should just be like, we're still figuring it out. Yeah. Who was the president at this time? Truman. Oh, Truman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah well, good luck in there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that sounds office. horrible. But um, so the White House ordered a lockdown of all information and personnel connected with the Roswell incident. They ordered Marcel back to his base, and he does a press press conference that says it's just a weather balloon. So this starts the conspiracy that the government is trying to cover up UFOs, and it's the retraction that freaks people out, which they're not wrong. They were trying to cover up a UFO. They always are, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah. Flashback to Watergate. Yeah, exactly. Listen well, to Claire's episode. It is like, there's so many things that I'm like, this sounds so crazy, but also not. Yeah, and they'll do anything to lessen panic. Yeah, exactly. So that's why they, of course, keep so much shit locked up. Right. And it's always like, you just sound like a crazy person when you're like, you don't know what the government, like you sound like the testing people, or the anti-vaxxers who believe that the government is trying to chip us and all of that when you go down that road. It's true. So it's hard. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, we've had clear evidence that they're covering a lot. I mean, I, I fully believe in the vaccine. That's not where I was going. I was using an example. Totally. You of, know? Yes. Of just, I mean, conspiracy theories in general, there's something valid to wanting to question yes. what is given to us, especially by the government, but also at some point. You got to let it go. You got to let it go. And probably just, just do the trust. damn thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. So anyways, skeptics grew more numerous by uh, the 1950s when the Air Force, <laughs> this is funny to me, when the Air Force conducted a series of secret dummy drops over air bases, test ranges, and unoccupied fields across New Mexico. So these experiments are tests for pilots to survive falls from high altitudes to see like how far they can fall, I guess. Um, Um, they, so they sent bandaged featureless dummies with latex skin and aluminum bones, dummies that looked a lot like what space aliens were like depicted to look like. And they dropped them from the sky so people were watching. It was like, what the fuck? I imagine you can't survive a much, a very <laughs> like tall draw. Well, so is the question, was that really dummies or was that aliens falling from the sky? 
did they like pick them up after? Yeah. So then they, <laughs> so upon, um, Falling from the sky onto the ground, whereupon military vehicles would descend on landing sites to retrieve the bodies as quickly as possible. But to those who were doubting the government, they were convinced that dummies were actually extraterrestrial creatures who were being kidnapped and experimented on by government scientists. I mean, I think that's going too far. (laughs) I also just still don't understand why they're doing these tests. Like, how far can you fall without dying? Probably what, like 20 feet? Two feet? I don't know. It's not two feet now. But like, think about falling off a building that's thirty yeah, feet high. Like, you it probably know much. I wonder if they were testing a certain material. Yeah, that's so bizarre to me. I also, like, maybe we should take into consideration, like, if anyone sees this, this might look crazy. Maybe we shouldn't make them look like aliens, right? Like, especially with the atmosphere, exactly, the climate going on. <laughs> maybe we should just be a little sensitive, or maybe they were aliens. So, like, let's paint them green. <laughs> Give them weird little ears. Let's do it. No one will suspect a thing. Um, Okay. So this is also, I just want, I have some stories of people's accounts on all this. There's a story by a man named Glenn Dennis who owned a funeral home. He claims that he received a series of phone inquiries from the airbase during an afternoon in July, 1947. And the phone inquiries were, what's the best way to handle small bodies? And how do you best preserve bodies that have been exposed to the elements? I have chills. Scary. How small are we talking? Yeah. Well, you did say like small little things. Some of they were aliens. Like your versions of aliens. That is true. Well, good good question of how small we're talking. Also, I'd be like, what are you doing? Like babies? I'd be like, are you? Yeah. It's Should scary. we be concerned? In front of the Air Force Base, it's like, what? Small little bodies. Yeah, so Dennis told UFO investigators um, of an encounter that evening with an acquaintance of his at the base, a nurse who appeared to be in a state of panic. At a meeting the next day, the nurse described three alien bodies that were being examined at the base by medical experts, and she even drew sketches of the aliens on a prescription pad, Dennis says. Shortly after the encounter, the nurse left Roswell, he says. The mortician says they agreed that the nurse would contact him later to compare notes, but he never heard from her again. There have been rumors that the woman was killed in a plane crash. Those rumors, however, have been discredited, and Dennis now says he hopes the nurse was able to get over her mental trauma and resume a normal life. (laughs) In the years since Dennis first mentioned the encounter, some investigators have pointed out apparent inconsistencies in the tale and he has never publicly shared the sketch- sketches he says he was get- given. I was just going to be like, show <laughs> us the sketches. Yeah, exactly. Also, it's like, you got to keep your story straight. Sweetheart, I hope I hope she was okay. I know, same, but also like, did she exist or did he make her up and there were no aliens? That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the like, question of sanity. That's what my problem with this research is. I'm like, what am I doing? I think it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I guess it's the same thing you could argue with people that are so faithful in a way. Yes. Just like of seeing certain things that give them signs from God. It's like, sure, that can be valid, whatever yeah. you feel. But also to what extent is it like, should we be concerned for your mental health? <laughs> yes. Well, also, you know what? I was talking about this at dinner last night. You, you could be a mentally sane person. And we just don't know if like extraterrestrial life exists. Like, didn't say that word correctly. But then what if all of a sudden something happens to you? You can't say anything because people are going to think you're crazy. That's so true. Same with like ghost yeah. occurrences and possessions and Exactly. Stuff. I guess we'll never really know. We'll never really know. But we must go on. But we must. <laughs> we, oh. will, we will know by the end of this. We will. We, we, I figured out if aliens are real, 
Guys, actually, come on out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's E.T. Oh, we oh even talked about E.T. Oh, how could we not talk about oh. E.T.? Shout out to you, E.T. Do the voice. Okay, I do. Oh, my God. The E.T. Volno. <laughs> I think I've seen E.T. once. Oh, really? Yeah. You do the voice. E.T. Volno. Chair. I had, I've never seen you do it. I haven't done it for years. I used to be so good at it in high school. I, my heart is pounding out of my chest right now. I've never seen her do it. So sorry. Like it like took over my body. You became ET in that moment. I did. Little finger. That was that was really well done, Tess. Thank you, Claire. Shout out to Tess. Shout out to ET. <laughs> Shout out to Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Couldn't do it without you, Drew. Could not. Could not. <laughs> okay, you're going to like this, Tess. Oh. An, a 1947 alien autopsy film frame is up for auction as an e- NFT for $1 million. Oh, my God. I'll put it on Instagram if I can find it again, but I think I'll put it on Instagram. It truly looks like a film frame, and it's like it looks like an old picture, and it's an alien like on a medical table from the side. And they claim that it is real. That is, have people got it? I don't think so because I think it's up for auction right now for oh, okay. A so no cool one's... one million. So if you got one million dollars, Alex, everyone that we know with NFT <laughs> stuff, you guys want that? Yeah, the crazy. Wow, I know. I'm like, you don't even know if it's real, but like NFTs aren't even real in yeah. a way, you know. And NFTs gain such like popularity just with like hype. So it makes sense for something that's like, that's a real alien. Yeah. I want 10% because I'm hyping it right now. Mm, 10%. Thank you. I want 2% because I heard her say. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, all right. So now <laughs> I'm going to talk to you guys about this thing called Project Mogul. Um, so in 1994, oh, okay, yes. I really did not study my notes very well for today. Anyway. You sound like you know exactly what you're talking about. I do. And I'm enjoying it. I do. Okay, so Project Mogul was the saying that in 1994, the U.S. Air Force released a report in which they conceded that the weather balloon story had, in fact, been bogus. So they were like, you're right, we lied. Oh, my God, guys, just stick to one thing. Yeah, exactly. But they're like, we're in the 90s now. That was the 40s, I think. So mm, They're like, Spice World's out now. <laughs> yeah, we can be clean. We can come clean on this. Yeah, so they're like, we lied to you. <laughs> The wreckage, they said, came from a spy device created for a classified project called Project Mogul. Project Runway. (laughs) Make it work. Yeah. So the device was a connected string of high-altitude balloons equipped with microphones, which was designed to float secretly over the USSR, detecting sound waves at a covert distance. So it was to spy. So I guess they were like, we had to lie to you because if we said what it really was, we would be outing ourselves. Like other countries would come. The Soviet come Union, yeah, yeah, would be like, you're doing what to us? Shikes, yeah, I got to keep it under. Shikes. <laughs> yep. So these balloons would monitor the Soviet government's attempts at testing their own atomic bomb. bomb. Because Project Mogul was a covert operation, the news report claimed, you know, it was uh, yada yada. I just thought that. Right. So that's what they said it was. They, so it's still not aliens they say but it was a spying device but then you know people are like well why should we believe you now right but like doesn't every country have a bunch of shit that they put in the sky to look at other like some yeah yeah they do right which is like i i believe that that's what it was i don't think that it was an alien thing i mean who's to say but i would say it's not 
Yeah. Like we do have the technology to do that. Then? Right. Well, yeah. that's what they were working on. Right, right, right. So it's, it. yeah. Yeah. I mean. Who knows? Who knows? You want to hear another theory? Yes. Another questionable theory states that the crash flying vehicle was neither extraterrestrial nor the work of U.S. spies. Rather, it was an unconventional plan to induce widespread American panic implemented by Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin. And it says an unnamed source who worked as an engineer at Area 51 for the defense contractor EGNG said that the program had been designed by Nazi concentration camp doctor Joseph Mengele. According to the source, adolescent children were deformed by the Soviets to resemble aliens and then deployed in an aircraft to fly over New Mexico. And Stalin's plan was for children to climb out and be mistaken from visitor for visitors from Mars. Panic would ensue, and America's early warning radar system would be overwhelmed with sightings of other UFOs. <laughs> wow. It's so crazy. I mean, if that's your goal, that's a smart plan, I guess. I mean, like, where did they, where would they come up with that? It's pretty elaborate. <laughs> We're going to make them look like aliens. Yeah, like, how would they even do that? And was at this time what aliens looked like universal? That's how it was actually... On my morning workout, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, where did that come from? And then I didn't follow up with the research. Like, at what point was it green mm-hmm. with the little uh-huh. cute little bellies? Tess thinks aliens are cute. I do not. In Galaxy Quest, you know when they go to the other planet and there's all those little ones? Yeah, they're like, how cute. cute. That is really cute. And then they attack them. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's a Weaver. It's like, come here, baby. And it's like... It's terrifying. Maybe that's why I watch Galaxy Quest a lot as a kid. So maybe that's why I'm so like triggered. When they go to the other planet, it's really scary. scary. And then the rock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God, it's been so long. I can't wait to watch it. We need to. We need to. We do. So that was another theory of what was actually going on. Damn. I I am inclined to believe that it was actually Project Mogul and they were testing out spy devices. I would say me too. Yes. But the government and military does take these UFO reports seriously, though. The more that they're happening, they're like, okay, yeah, we got to look into this. Seriously enough that they call this, uh, that they create this thing called Project Blue Book. And Project Blue Book was the code name for the systematic yeah, systematic study of unidentified flying objects by the United States Air Force from March 1952 to its termination in December 17, 1969. So they have a whole branch of the Air Force that is truly just responding to UFO uh, reports and looking into them and studying them. Damn. Yes. So this is a place, yeah, where everyone reports UFOs. And the biggest case was in 1952. Um, just before midnight on July 19th, 1952, at the Washington National Airport, which is now the Ro- Ronald Reagan National Airport, an air traffic controller spotted seven un- unidentified flying objects in the sky southwest of the nation's capital. The controller, Edward Nugent, asked colleagues to double check what he was seeing. They confirmed the equipment was working properly and what they could see was not following a typical flight pattern. Not long after that, the controllers could see other bright objects hovering over the White House. Fighter jets were scrambled from nearby Newcastle Air Force Base in Delaware in the pre-dawn hours of July 20th, 1952. But the UFOs disappeared from the radar and from sight when the fighter jets arrived over the city. They just disappeared from sight. When a lack of fuel forced the jets to return to Delaware, the radar detected UFOs again leading the air traffic controllers to believe the mysterious crafts could um, intercept and understand radio traffic. (gasps) 
before day get out (laughs) they're on the way before daybreak the objects were no longer visible on radar by eye the following weekend the strange phenomenon happened again Around 8 p.m. on the evening of July 26, a pilot and flight attendant on a plane bound for the airport noticed strange lights above their aircraft. Again, fighter jets raced from Delaware to Washington, and air traffic controllers could see numerous unidentifiable objects around the radar. That night, one of the fighter pilots saw the strange lights and attempted to chase them, but his craft was no match for the speed of the UFOs, and it ended his pursuit. There's more. On July 29th, just three days after the second event, the Air Force held a press conference at the Pentagon to explain the phenomena to the, pu- phenomena to the public. Air Force Major General John Sanford told the gathered reporters that the air traffic controllers and the fighter pli- pilots must have seen stars, meteors, and other optical illusions. While the radar an- anomalies could be explained by a temperature inversion over the city, making it simply a weather-related event. I actually don't buy that. First of all, seems like aliens love July. <laughs> like everything you said, it's always Except, taking place. They're like Leo. Leo oh season. It is. They would be Leo. They would. So. Dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Want to make a scene? <laughs> yeah, make oh my God, it's so true. <laughs> Secondly, why why do they just put? I mean, I guess saying it's weather is the easiest cop out to everything. The easiest. But now I just keep thinking, like, how do they not know that these are like little cameras? sent from like Russia that's a good question but the, th- the thing I think is craziest is that all of a sudden that one time they just disappeared no that's really really weird so that is like how can that be man-made in any way and that definitely like I mean that could be weather related but it's like right when you guys show up is when they disappear right it's not like fireflies no exactly I mean that would be lovely I mean gorgeous like image of the White House with a bunch of fireflies <laughs> yeah, around in it. July but in July not the case so in- interesting that it's like and it's like hello this is project blue book this is what you guys are here to do it kind of seems like you guys know something and you're just calling it in i don't know yeah yeah i mean that or is, they don't know something and they're calling it in that that is creepy that they they knew when they were coming yep it, it's very yeah i mean they knew that they're in that they could like understand radio stuff that's scary and like understand to go to the white house <laughs> Exactly. Such a good point. They could have been anywhere and they chose the White House. Um, So the leader of Air Force's own Project Blue Book, Captain Edward Ruppelt, was not. Oh, yes. He was not consulted prior to the press conference. Rupert later publicly denounced the Air Force's explanation, saying that temperature inversions were already well-documented radar anomalies. And what happened in Washington, D.C. was not related to an inversion. So he hmm. so the the captain was like, nope, it's not weather related. <sighs> yeah. God. And Project Blue Book operated until 1969. In its final reports, officials said that no UFOs had ever been a national security threat, and there was no evidence any sightings were extraterrestrial in nature or represented advanced technology. So then what are they? Because you're saying it's not advanced technology, it's not aliens, it's not a national security threat. And it's not weather. And it's not weather. Like any of the UFO sightings. Show. Yeah, there's not really much you can like study from it because they're there and then they go away. So it's like right. it's all, you kind of only get the knowledge of whatever it could be for a second based yeah. off of like a photo or a video. I don't know why I'm like taking a stance that it's 100% aliens. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I don't know. And I was like, you've really taken a turn. <laughs> I'm like, it is Russia. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, it's fucking aliens. And I came in here being like, that's insane. Maybe the drink is hitting me now. Like it's I mean, aliens. We man. are 44 minutes in, so it makes sense that we're it a little would. high. At this yeah, point. exactly. So maybe that's where my head is but going. Maybe that's what means that it's in your heart that you really do believe. That. I'm suppressing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I argue with the most is the thing I really am. So, anyway, <laughs> take that and run with it. <laughs> you are an alien. I am. I just like unzip my skin. Oh my God. <laughs> I think oh you. <laughs> Thank God, if it was the other way around, I would not be saying that. Oh, man. Okay, so do you know what Area 51 is? That's like the national yeah. something yeah. Like where they study something. Well, yes. Well, I'll tell you what Area okay, yeah. 51 is. So I feel like that's, again, all these things are things I've heard of, but I don't really know what they are. And that's why you guys are here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Area 51 is a desert base, which is entirely off limits to civilians and has... Been at the center of a conspiracy among alien fans and UFOologists. A lot of people believe that somewhere amid Area 51's vast desert acreage um, is a heavily guarded underground lab where the government keeps and studies captured alien aircraft and possibly even aliens themselves. Aliens themselves. Yeah. So they think, so it's like a big Air Force desert base, but people think that in that base is an alien lab. Who knows, you think, if it's true or not? I think only the people who are allowed to go there. Do you think the president knows? Obama later says, he's like, that was one of the first questions I asked when I became president. And no, there's not aliens. I'm like, but would you tell us? No, why would you say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that anyone knows except for the people who, if they are doing it, are, you know. I bet Hillary Clinton knows and she would tell us. <laughs> she would tell us. And then she'd be like, I would say my favorite quote by her. Take criticism seriously, but not personally. We're like, what? <laughs> that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> love Hillary Clinton. Yeah, call us. They're like, this one's for the, the girls. girls. <laughs> like, Fucking finally. Have someone we could actually talk to. <laughs> uh. Okay, so more about Area 51. <laughs> so, um, starting in the 1950s, Area 51 is where some of the most important spying aircraft in American history was assembled, tested, and ultimately sent out on missions. It's home to nation's overheard surveillance program. So there's a reason why we actually don't really know what's going on in Area 51 at any time. Civilians don't because it's all spy shit that's like getting built there, which makes it easy to have a conspiracy that there's something going on. Right. Um, experts say it's likely remains an area for the Air Force and U.S. spy agencies to develop the next generation of aircraft and other weapons of wear, which is what I just said. So it makes sense why it's secret. secret. Okay. I'm going to set the scene of what Area 51 looks like. It's located 120 miles northwest of Las Vegas. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's a huge government-controlled piece of land that's roughly the size of Connecticut. So it's what? big. Yep. There's not much there besides desert. There's no cell connection by design because it's so secretive. Um, in 1954, President Dwight Eisenhower asked for a secret location in which to test new spy planes that could see into the Soviet Union's um, Budding nuclear weapons program. Um, the secret base centered around a dry lake bed in the middle of Nevada that happened to be located in an already classified facility where the government was exploding nuclear weapons. 
which is so scary. Damn, there's so much crossover with like spies mm-hmm. and extraterrestrial yeah. stuff. Like it's all sort of government. It's yeah. all connected. Um, so Annie Jacobson, who wrote the book Area 51, an uncensored history of America's top secret military base, Ooh. said there was no way that anyone was going to go- try to get into this facility, especially because nuclear bombs were being exploded there. A mix of engineers, spies, and uniformed military turned the facility into the birthplace of overheard espionage for the CIA, Jacobson said. So they're basically creating planes to spy on Soviets and devices to spy on them, and they chose that place because no one was going to try to get near there because they knew nuclear weapons were going off there. So if you were, like, flying in a plane over this, you would not see anything? I don't think you can. I don't think you're allowed to fly over it. shit. Yeah, and the people apparently who get in there now, they carry passengers— to and from the site on nonstop flights every day. So you can't, I don't think you can really like drive up even to like that place. They really have to like stock food. Yeah. I, yeah. They can't just like run to Trader Joe's if they run out of something. They're like, we actually have one Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah. um, it's sponsored. <laughs> and we do fly the employees in and out of planes. We kind of look like we work at Trader Joe's right now in our baggy t shirts. That's true. Like button up shirts. Guys, we dressed up. Yeah, yeah we did. As tourists to like Roswell and stuff. That's exactly. what we dressed up as. If you get today. it, you get it. Yeah. So um, they, yeah. So basically, what else? Da da da. Oh, apparently the CIA also encouraged the myth that UFOs were flying around Area 51 and, like, they do that stuff because it would help, um, like, detour from what was actually really going on there, which are high-flying, lightning-fast, never-before-seen aircraft. So they're kind of like, yeah, let's use the alien story so that people don't know what we're actually, like, building in here. God, it's so dark. It's so scary. I don't like all this secrecy, guys. We just, guys— you know what they say about secrets? They kill you? It's like carrying around a bag of rocks over your shoulder. <gasps> and the farther you go, the heavier mm-hmm. they get. Wow. Yeah. I'd like to have a call with Air 51 <laughs> officer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, oh, I... Never mind. But yeah, so that's basically Area 51. And we actually, like, we just truly don't even know what's going on there. I know someone in the Air Force. I won't name any names. I think you can understand yes. who it is. And I text him. And I was like, oh. show. Know anything about Area 51? I was like, do you think that there are aliens? And he was like, absolutely not. Oh. Which is what he would say. Why? But he's been conditioned to believe that. <laughs> And he can't say anything. Was it over text? Yes. He wouldn't be able to say oh, anything over text? True. Should have, can't have, not even a call. People are going to be texting us, like checking in on us after this episode. <laughs> you good? Like, you guys okay? Like 2022, right? Yeah. I mean, anything is possible. Literally. So the people actually like try to run on to Area 51 too. And like people, and they obviously are escorted off and I think charged with a crime because it's like a private government that's gonna be us <laughs> being held back too um, that's how we'll finally make headlines podcast podcast. <laughs> have seemed to become unhinged well that happened a lot earlier but we documented it now they already knew that didn't they that's true uh-huh. Uh-huh. um a show this is 7.1 percent i was like am i tipsy? no wonder <laughs> i've had half of it i'm like what i feel wasted on? it's delicious it though. is so good i love an ipa me too me too i can only usually have one though it, that's enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Today's episode is sponsored by Darcy Apparel. Guys, I'm obsessed with Darcy. So Darcy Apparel is a woman-owned boutique carrying emerging designers with an emphasis on sustainable brands. They also carry their own in-house designs made ethically using natural fibers. I'm telling you, all my favorite pieces in my closet are from Darcy. And everything is online at DarcyApparel.com. That's D-A-R-C-Y Apparel.com. And because we just love you, Rammy, so much, we made a discount code. Type in RAM15 to receive 15% off your order. That's R-A-M-15 to receive 15% off. We can't wait to see what you get. So modern UFO sightings. In April of 2020, the Pentagon officially released three short videos showing unidentified aerial phenomena that have previously been released by private company. By I a private company, this. I do not. Well, that makes sense that I would not remember. But it. it's also like it was a really dark time, April 2020. <laughs> the fear of everything. It's like, please don't do this right now, there you was, guys. Do you think that's why they released it? <laughs> to distract from the pandemic. Ex- well, no, no. Because they don't want people to know about it, so release it during the pandemic, so people don't like oh. focus on it. Prob- probably, probably. I, I think everything is so thought out that we don't even. It'd probably be shocking to know that they're right. I mean, but they okay. Well, so also that's a little silly because they just released short videos saying that, like, yes, they are UFOs, which again doesn't mean it's aliens. But those three videos, so in footage from two thousand four. Sensors lock on a target as it flies before as it flies before it accelerates out of the left side of the left side of the frame too quickly for sensors to relocate it. And the other two videos are both from 2015, contain audio from US fighter pilot pilots attempting to make sense of what they're seeing. Quote, it's <laughs> it's a fucking drone, bro, a pilot says to his colleague in the first clip. My gosh, they're all going against the wind. Look at that thing, dude. And that was my that was, I, that was beautiful. I was just truly like, I can't believe I just put that in. But so that was, I couldn't take my eyes off of you. I got really lost in it in the character. In the Maybe character we building. can um, put in the actual clip right here, and we'll compare the two. Yes, yes. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Retired U.S. Navy uh, pilot, which also would be terrifying to just be flying and not know what you're looking at. And like, is it going to hit the plane? Exactly. So retired U.S. Navy pilot David Fravor trusts what he saw with his own two eyes and what he and um, he was the one that caught the video in 2004. And he was he said the object in question has no wings as such one might think that it was a helicopter. Not so. This was extremely abrupt like a ping ping pong ball bouncing off a wall. It would hit and go the other way, he said. The ability to hover over the water and then start a vertical climb from basically zero um, up towards about 12,000 feet and then accelerate in less than two seconds and disappear. That does sound so crazy. Two seconds is haunting. Haunting. And the fact that the government is like, yes, this are you, these UFOs, these videos are actually real, but we just don't know what they are. It's crazy. It is weird. It's scary. A former Pentagon official who led a recently re- uh, revealed government program to research potential UFOs added Monday evening that he believes there's evidence of alien life reaching Earth. 
My personal belief is that there is a very compel that is there is very compelling evidence that we may not be alone. Luis Elanzado said in an interview on CNN's Aaron Burnett out front. Elizondo told the New York Times that he resigned from the Department of Defense in October in protest over what he calls excessive secrecy surrounding the program and internal opposition to it after funding for the eff- for the effort ended in 2012. Elizondo said Monday that he could not speak on behalf of the government, but he strongly implied that there was evidence that stopped him from ruling out the possibility that air- alien aircraft visited Earth. These aircrafts, we'll call them aircrafts. This is a quote from him. So these aircrafts, we'll call them aircrafts, are displaying characteristics that are not currently within the U.S. inventory, nor in any foreign inventory that we are aware of, Elizondo said, of objects they researched. Yeah, in in May 2021, a government report said unidentified aerial phenomena are real but cannot be explained. Did you guys follow any of what I just said? Too? Yeah. I don't know where I went. No, with truly, that. I'm like, yeah. So I don't just say it's crazy that he was El- Elizondo who was saying like, I'm I can't speak for the government, but what I am telling you is that aliens exist. It's a former Pentagon official. Damn. So it's not like some rando like that one mortician. Right. Just like, <laughs> I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like, shut up. Like it's someone like who has had. A job that you would have to, one would think, you know, be right. in a state of mind to do. I, I feel like I'm like a little high now. Uh, yeah. And so here's a thought. Tell me. If you are, let's say aliens do exist mm-hmm. and they're on their planet and they're like coming up with little things to send down to Earth. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that they would have to have like technology? Well, here's the thing, like with space and all of that. It does nothing has to mirror our earth. That's true. You know, so their technology might be completely different than our technology. No, that's so true. Wow. Even like saying that, I'm like, we're just such narcissists. We think that like we like because we have an iPhone. That's yeah. No, I mean I guess that is true. It could truly be light years ahead of what we are. Who and knows? They, and maybe they could have been spying on us for years and being like, oh, you guys had the iPhone? Cute. Cute. We have. We had that in your 1883. Yes. Oh, wow. It's, we just don't know. And also, who's to say, like, we keep saying, do you think, like, they're, like, there could be this group and then there could be another group that's watching them? Like, we just don't know. And it's, like, in 20,000 years, let's say, it's probably going to be, like, oh, cute. That Remember when everyone knew or thought that like this couldn't exist and this wasn't possible yes. it's gonna be like what we thought about like flying cars or whatever you know yeah that it's just like so, just technology stuff yeah, technology maybe. in general or like the earth being flat that it's like oh, yes not ah, flying cars because ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, those don't exist yet but yeah exactly like the earth being flat it's like you guys thought that yeah like you thought you were the only ones cute yeah exactly Sad, cute. it's crazy we just mm. don't know what we don't know yeah, i'm like i do think aliens are those little things <laughs> yeah. that they, they look like little cute babies well, so as of 20, December 2021, there's a new government program focused on investigating unidentified aerial phenomena or UFOs. It's all part of a bipartisan-backed amendment, so at least we can all get behind something because it's bipartisan. Hey. <laughs> Spearheaded by Senator Kristen um, Gillibrand. I, I don't think it's Gillibrand. It's, yeah, Gillibrand. A um, woman? Yeah. She's Democrat woman. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. The program uh, seeks to quickly investigate unidentified aerial phenomena, share information with other countries, tell Congress if other nations or some other entity are behind the case, 
and check in into reports of service members who have experienced health issues after they encountered the unknown objects. Which I think is fascinating to put that in there to study like the brains of people who have like come across this. Like the and their aftermath. mental health. Yes. Can Actually, you study it has to be any study oh, what? Like UFOs and extraterrestrial things and can you get a degree, like an undergrad degree in Good question. I I wonder if that has to do with like space stuff or like you mean like specifically unidentified flying objects. Yeah. I haven't heard of anyone who has that, but yeah, I yeah. have no idea. I'm just thinking of in college when I took a um, astronomy class, mm-hmm. thinking it would be a lot about this. It was not. <laughs> like, it was all um, math. Oh, no. <laughs> of just like like Newton's law. Of I whatever. can't even imagine. But I was like, cute. It's going to be like astrology with little aliens. With like <laughs> astrology. A little, like, <laughs> like Leos, Virgos come together. They're like, actually, aliens are all Leos. <laughs> <laughs> You learned that in college. That was my thesis. Yeah. It makes so much sense, guys. It does. Okay, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, I just wonder people that commit their life to studying this, I, like, where does it, when does it start? I do definitely think that there are people who commit their life to studying about this on their own on the internet, which is scary to me. It's like on Reddit. It took, yeah, exactly. Plus. I was like, I haven't had- I haven't gone on Reddit to do UFO stories. I actually asked you guys on Instagram if you had UFO stories, and no one responded. Canal <laughs> responded, said that he'd been in one, and I wrote that off. So, <laughs> so that's a. It, it's yeah, you know. I think it's one of those things that if if you do have an experience with this, you don't talk about it because you're afraid of being seen as crazy. Even our, our followers. Oh, I'm dying to think of like someone coming. <laughs> Out and being like, I saw one, and us being like, what? And reading it, like, can you believe they said this? <laughs> Tell yeah. us if you have. Yeah, please do. So there's a Netflix show mm-hmm. that I watched an episode this morning called, oh, it's, um, what is that mystery show? Unsolved Mysteries, I think is what it's called. Okay. And they have an episode on UFOs. It happens in the Berkshires. <laughs> the Berkshires, if you watch Real Housewives in New York. It, you know. Of course that would happen there. Dorinda's like the head of... <laughs> Dorinda is an alien. That is for sure. She has a mothership and she's the alien. She 100% does. Um, so there's like six different accounts in this episode. Different people that didn't know each other, except one, pe- two people did actually know each other, but not well. On September 1st, 1969, they all have accounts of an interaction with the UFO where they black out for like 10 minutes this one family, it was a mom, a grandmother, and a son in the car. They see this huge light thing, and then they black out for a little while. When they come to, their car is in a different space in front of a gas station. The grandmother is in the driving seat, and the mother is in the passenger seat. So it's switched around, and the keys were out of the ignition. I literally feel sick for some reason. Sick. And the th- crazy thing is, it's like how you were picturing these people to look. They do not. They look very normal, especially the mother telling the story. And the mother and the son have the exact same story. This, I, I'll wrap this up, but I do have to tell another story from that same episode. There was a kid who was like at his friend's house coloring. He was like 10 and he had this thought in his head and the thought was like, you need to get out of the, you need to get out and go home right now. So he was like, I have to go home. And he said he, the, his friends were also being interviewed that were there that night. He ran out the door and just started sprinting. He said, I've never run that fast in my life. His friends say they looked out the window and he was running in place for like three minutes. 
And then all of a sudden, this huge light comes down. He said his arms were thrown back. And then he was taken into what seems like was a ship. He says, he also says that he saw this girl that he knew from town and she's interviewed about her experience because it happened to her. He said he saw her. She says she doesn't remember seeing him. He comes to, he's on the grounds on the other side of the house. And the girls say that they disappeared. His friends say that they disappeared. It's like a possession of some sort. It's crazy. So also, you're, like, what were they doing? You're doing something outside your body that you that is completely not what other people are witnessing. Yeah. And so the thing is, the reason why I'm like, what? It's just because it was the same town, the same night, and, like, six different encounters, and they didn't know each other. So that's crazy. So that's on Netflix. Check it out. I mean, I just told you a lot of the episodes, so you don't have to watch it, but... Also, they keep doing aerial views of the town, and we have got to go there. It looks gorgeous. Oh, I mean, would love to. Love to. That scares me, that story. (laughs) Yeah, it's scary. So that is, like, kind of my research on UFOs. (laughs) I don't even know what I I said for the past hour. I was truly, like, fascinated. I feel like I just blacked. I kind of had a possession. Maybe we were in a UFO for this episode. Yeah, maybe. I feel like, yeah, for the past hour, I've just been completely obsessed with it <laughs> i'm so glad that you feel this way because i'm like cannot wait to study something else. oh i love it i also yeah no i really like it because it's like it's such conflicting i think like obviously we as humans have such a fear of the unknown and also mm-hmm. such a fascination with it at mm-hmm. the same time and i think it's detrimental to us and it's also helpful in like not just thinking that we're the only ones yeah that like control and know everything i agree it's like good for our egos <laughs> Like we take a seat for a second. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't know. I, I feel like on this episode, I've just taken such a journey of being like, this is so crazy to being like aliens are real <laughs> to being like, I've been in a UFO. <laughs> I am a UFO. <laughs> I'm flying over your city. Y'all. I am proud of you. Thank you. I have one question yeah. for you. Um, if there are aliens mm-hmm. and they came to earth, mm-hmm. what do you think they would be most shook by watching us do? podcast (laughs) (laughs) like this is trash god you have such bad taste on this planet um what would i be most or what do you think they're just like you fucking idiots Mm, maybe like i was gonna say maybe i mean social media is an obvious answer but i was gonna say also something like vaping or drinking or something like that where you choose to poison your body <laughs> that's such a good answer. Maybe that's what I. What would yours be? That's so good. Um, <laughs> that's so good. I always think of just like really weird workout classes. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, why do you guys feel the need to do this for like an hour? <laughs> Truly, like, like I think of like I was in like Pilates. Zumba, yeah, like Zumba, or even like Pilates this morning. Like you're on a machine just doing these weird things, and they're just like, why? Why? Maybe they're more afraid of us than we are of them. Like, why do we think that they know more than us and that they're coming to take over? Isn't that the thing with most like animals that we're scared of, True. like sharks mm-hmm. and bears? Exactly. First dates. Wow. <laughs> That was so dumb. Wow, but that's true. No, it's true. It's like we always think like some like we're like oh we're, we're the victims and it's like and it's like how we treat animals. Like exactly. I just can't stop thinking about that. It's so sad. And it's the like, reason why we probably think that they are more powerful than us is this essence that they project because they're Leos. <laughs> Leo season. It's coming. Should we release this episode again? Leo season. <laughs> yes, exactly. We love Leo summer. season. Though. We do. We do. Yeah, you sure do. <laughs> You sure do. 
so yeah, I mean, I just I'm so curious to see if you guys like think what your thoughts are on aliens and UFOs. Yeah, let us know. Let us know if you believe or not. Let us let us know if you believe. I asked Corey before I left the house today. What do you, what are your thoughts on UFOs and aliens? And he said, I welcome them. Oh wow, Corey. <laughs> so That's do lovely. you welcome them? Do you welcome them, Tess? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think something needs to change up at some point. You know, <laughs> yeah. we can't go on like this forever. We might not. Like <laughs> so true. At, at the rate that we're going, they could be the ones to come down in let's say a hundred years and be like, the planet is about to explode because of global warming. Yes. We have this invention that could stop it. Have you read Childhood's End? No. Sorry not to interrupt, but similar to what aliens were just watching mm-hmm. us destroy the planet and then they kind of came in and we're like I hope so. And like if you guys are listening, you little things, come help us with like a lot of <laughs> shit that we just seem to not Come help us with COVID. Come help us with Excel. <laughs> Come help us with like dating advice. Yes, please. We welcome you. Uh, truly with sexism, racism. <laughs> we could use a helpful hand. Come, Just come on down and those. be like, we know. Yeah, we know. We get you. What a gorgeous episode. Thank you. I hope you guys thought the same. I had a blast. I, I, you know, I ended up having a blast doing my research and always have a blast with you, Tess. Uh, me too, Claire. Me too. So if you guys, I don't know what I'm researching next. Um, so if you have any suggestions by the time this will be out, I would have already probably done it, but send them. I always want to know what you guys want to know about. Send them to us. We can't wait. We love this podcast and we love you guys so much. We really do. We have some fun bonus episodes coming out. Yes, we are going to do some bonus episodes. We're really excited about that. Merch is still on sale. Merch is on sale. Go get it. Rightanswersmostly.com. Follow us on Instagram at rightanswersmostly. We always post the pictures of things that we're talking about. Yep. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, and um, thank you for your support. Exactly. And if you still want advice, email us at rightanswersmostly at gmail.com. Could be anything. Anything. You know what we're talking about. Exactly. We love you guys so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Happy President's Day. Obama. (laughs) 